Happy Saturday. It's Saturday, right? Yeah. I'm telling you guys, this whole trauma, just all the shit, I'm pretty positive has turned me into a vampire. I am so awake all night long, thinking, not being able to sleep. And so I thought, you know what, Amanda, why don't we just use this time and be productive and record. Now, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. The audio quality is probably a lot less than it normally is with the actual episodes. And that is because I haven't been able to get to the studio with my lovely Ashley. And I will not be there all of next week. I have a big travel week ahead of me. And so we're just doing things remote. But I thought it would be fun to give you guys an opportunity to ask me questions anonymously. And I will go into detail with the answer just a little bit differently than I've been doing on social media. I think it's a little bit more personal. But I wanted to start off by reading something that I have bookmarked in this book. The book is called The Tears That Taught Me by Morgan Richard Oliver. And one of my greatest friends and just, oh my gosh, she's amazing. I love you. Thank you for sending this to me. She sent this to me and every page has something that just sticks out to me. And I'm like bunny earing every single page. The whole book is fucking just a bunch of crinkles now, but let me read it to you. Trust me, they are aware. They just don't want to acknowledge. They can't understand how everything that they thought would destroy you could have somehow been used to develop you. They can't understand how all the tactics and schemes that they thought would bruise your reputation, turned around and built your character and credibility. They don't get it. And that's exactly why they don't have it. I love that. I love poetry. It's just so deep-rooted in my soul. They don't get it. He doesn't get it. I don't think that he gets anything. Anyways... Let's jump into these questions. There's a lot of them, and I don't want to keep you guys for too long. I know this was like a surprise episode, and I'm pretty positive all of you guys are probably going out for Halloween. So, let's get to it. Question one. Should I be honest with you on here? Interesting. I don't really have an answer for that, but I would say yes. Next, question two. I want to get with you. Okay. Um, thank you, anonymous person. But I am not looking to get with anybody. Literally don't even want to have any of those conversations. So next time, though, I would advise maybe like leaving some sort of clue as to who you are. Question three. Do you think you're still open to dating slash marriage? 
Yes, of course. Just not right now. I mean, honestly, let's think about this. I feel like a lot of people that listen to the podcast know me first degree, second degree, some sort of separation, know me and a little bit about my background, but maybe not. So I will give you a little backstory on like kind of my relationship history. Um, the divorce I'm going through right now will be my second divorce. And I don't say that as like, it's not funny to me at all. It's devastating. I hate that the next marriage I have, that person will be the third person I married. Um, that doesn't make me feel, oh, are you tired? Sorry, with the dogs. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel very good. Um, but I'm thankful to be out of both marriages. So I dated, I guess really my middle school sweetheart for seven years from like seventh grade uh, on. We got married when I was 21 and, you know, it was kind of like your basic like high school relationship, breaking up, getting back together when you're together for seven years. And your family is like all together all the time. Everyone's like looking at their watch. Okay, like when are we going to take the next step, guys? And that's really what, what we did. We got married because it was the next thing to do. Um, we had a huge wedding. It was way too much fucking money. And there was like 400 people there. And, you know, about six months in, it was just not working. <laughs> and that's like to say the very least. So, yeah, I think that that was in like 2011, 2012. And I dated somebody for six years in between my first marriage and this one. And that is the amazing ex that I, I reference in the podcast. But yeah, I mean, you see, like, here's the thing, guys. I don't want to be alone, but I've never been alone. I mean, I say that, but truthfully, there, if I wasn't in a long-term relationship, I was probably casually dating. And the thought of that makes me want to fucking vomit. I'm not going to lie. So the answer to your question, thank you for asking it. Do you think you're still open to dating marriage? Yes, I am. Not right now. Definitely not in this year. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'll let you know when I am. I'm not sure. You guys will probably be able to tell based off of podcast releases and stuff like that. What will you be looking for in your next relationship? Hmm. Good question. I know what I'm not going to look for. I really want somebody whose words align with their actions. Um, obviously, that seems kind of like a duh, but, you know, when someone is flooding you with words and promises and that's their way of love bombing you, 
Sometimes it's hard to even recognize that their actions aren't lining up. That being said, I don't have a type, you know? Um, if you line up all of my exes, none of them look like each other. I guess there's like maybe two, but like not at all. Because what I look for in a person is how they make me feel. And also, like, their conviction of who they are. And every person that I've dated and been with, I always felt had a very strong conviction and knew who they were. At least that's how it was presented to me. And maybe that that's really attractive to me because I, for the longest time, did not know who Amanda was. So, I'm not really sure. I think maybe I'm going to develop that over the next few months. Really kind of write things down, a checklist, if you will. Like, what am I really looking for? I mean, I know that I want to be married again and have a family. I know that for sure. I know that I want somebody who has a stable career that is not in adult content or sex work. <laughs> and I want someone that wants to make plans with me and goals. That's very important to be working towards something with someone. Yeah. Are you currently working slash have plans for the future? Oh, I could do a whole entire fucking episode on this. <laughs> At the moment, I am not working. I actually took time off from my job when Dick abandoned me this last time because I was having really, really bad PTSD. So I was off on short-term disability. And when I returned back after five weeks, which I probably wasn't ready to go back, but I, I really needed something to fill my day. Um, they fired me after like 11 days back. And that sucked because, you know, what's worse than your husband running away nine times and running off with a new woman, taking all your money? <laughs> I would say like, oh, being homeless. Like, yeah. Losing your job is like the fucking cherry on top, guys. So... That doesn't mean that I'm not looking, I am having interviews, but no, at the moment, I am not. And my plans for the future, you guys, I, I just thought about this the other day. First of all, when I do get a job and I get my first paycheck, all of that money goes to me. And you're probably like, yeah, duh, you fucking idiot. But like, you don't understand how excited I am for that moment. <laughs> and like being able to save money. I was not bad with finances before I met my husband. I did not have one late payment on my credit report. Like his notion of you can always make more money or don't pay your medical bills. They don't go on your credit report. That kind of stuff. I never like, come on. That's not me. So my plans for the future are to save 
and invest in something that brings me joy. And the only thing that I have really truly settled on in terms of that is working with animals and some type of therapy, human animal, dual bi-directional therapy model, kind of like a barn animal sanctuary, cows, horses, big giant dogs like mine. That's kind of what I think that I'm going to work towards because I just feel like the most at home and at peace in those moments. And I know if I can help to animals, help people, that will make me happy. So this one says, I want to hear from the other ex-wife, the one with a kid. How have you guys been getting along? I bet you do. (laughs) So we actually get along great. She's amazing and completely opposite of everything that Dick said she was, which is funny. In hindsight, it's funny. Um, We talk daily. I... I I know that I say this a lot in the podcast and I think online too, but it's just, I am so overwhelmed with the love and the support that I have received from all of his other previous victims, fiancés, wife, girlfriends. I didn't get an opportunity to speak with them before I made judgments about these women based off of what he told me and I've been very like honest with them about what I thought at that time based off of what I knew and you'd think that at some point someone would be like okay stranger like okay we share an ex but we don't need to be friends no not at all I get I get calls I get text I get facetimes and like I'm not going to lie, it fills my heart because I don't have a lot of friends around here um, where I'm at, so it makes me feel good that people are thinking about me and um, just checking in here and there. So as far as what, when you will hear from her, she's actually going to be, I think, We have so many episodes with other women. Um, She's going to be like within the first three episodes, I think. But I'm going to be doing it in chronological order of when I actually spoke to each one of these women. So I think I actually think she's third. But yeah, that will be good. She's got I mean, she's the OG, dude. She is the original gangster of all of us. And when I tell you that she's a badass bitch, like she is. So yeah, that's the same one. That one is stupid. Sorry. It's not stupid. It just says, why doesn't my crush like me back? I don't fucking know, dude. Don't leave me unopened, please. I leave everyone unopened. (laughs) Okay. Here's one. What do you expect to happen in court? (laughs) Oh, the sinister laugh. 
Well, I don't know how to say this, but I met him on his birthday, and I get to divorce him and win in court on mine. And I can say that was full 100% strong conviction. With the information that I have and the the very obvious admissions of his shortcoming and guilt and whatnot publicly already to the judge, um, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll it'll be very fun. I don't know. Somebody asked if it was going to be like live streamed. I don't know if Las Vegas allows cameras in the courtroom. Maybe they do. Um, if they do, I will see if we can do that. But one thing that you guys have to know is I'm one fucking thousand percent showing up in an L Woods like pink full on dress. Mm hmm. You know I would. What? Like it's hard? Yeah. So. Okay. What does this one say? Have you had contact with his current fling? Hmm. I dios mio. Um. Yes, I have. And like, I guess this is like the most present day like woman. She's obviously not going to be on the podcast. I'm sure we will hear her calling and knocking on the doors in just a few months, but. I had sent her a message when he ghosted me back in August and she didn't read it for, I don't know, like a month or five weeks or something. And she got back to me and she was like, what is this? I had sent her basically like a paragraph that was like, Hey, I think maybe you're with my husband. He was just here two weeks ago and we filled out a mortgage application. Um, but yeah, like if you could message me back, that would be fucking great. Oh, by the way, here's pictures of us together two weeks ago. Um, when she responded back to me, it was overwhelmingly clear that she doesn't speak English. And so I know like enough Spanish to be dangerous, but to basically get everything across to her, like I needed to use a translator. And so I was translating the things that I was telling her. And, uh, it turns out that she had sent him divorce papers and said that we were divorced. And truthfully, when she sent me pictures of these divorce papers, she's like, so you're, you're not divorced. And I was like, I've never seen those papers before in my life. Which is like the fucking God's honest truth because this stupid motherfucker didn't know that he had to serve me after he filed. Yeah, that's the kind of genius we're working with here, guys. Anyways, um, so just as I suspected, he filed for divorce because he wanted to get laid and never sent it to me. So I'm like, no, we're not. Oh my gosh, I missed the funny part. When she first reached out to me, she was like, who is this? And I'm like, oh, I'm your boyfriend's wife. And then she went into the whole divorce papers thing. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know how to like sum it all up, but basically 
She doesn't speak English. I told her everything. I sent her like documentation of, of everything. She was like, you guys are crazy. You guys need therapy. You guys need to leave me alone. Um, stay away from me and my friends. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, oh my gosh. I wish, do I have this here? I'm trying to think. Let me look through this iPad real quick. Oh my gosh, you guys. So she obviously was like confronting him about me at the same time as talking to me. This motherfucker had the audacity to tell her and she relayed it back to me. He goes, Amanda's just mad because I never loved her as much as I love you. I will do anything to be with you. <laughs> you guys, what the fuck do you mean? Literally has known this person for less than a month, six weeks at this time. Does he doesn't speak Spanish also. I hope that I don't know if I made that clear. So yeah, very interesting. When you can't manipulate any more English speaking people, you move on. Um here's another one. What about the males in your family? Do they want to ring tie his ass? It's funny because my dad is like the most gun toting Republican that you've ever met like has ak-12s like everything all over the house and he's very proud of them and america when dick abandoned me and my father was present he almost ran outside with his gun so i know that if he ever sees him again, he won't listen to me when I say, no, don't, dad, stay inside. I, I think that that's probably the extent of what I would expect to happen. But I also don't expect him ever to come around ever again because he's just too big of a pussy and like doesn't want to go back to jail, which is exactly where he would end up. As far as any other males in my life, uh, my stepdad, he's kind of like, he doesn't want to hear about him passive. He's like, whatever, fuck that guy. And then I do have a, uh, a younger brother who's actually the same age as Dick. And he's just like kind of in his own world. Like, he's like, yeah, that guy sucks. Like, wow. And he'll say, you know, like funny jokes about him. But uh, as far as like, I'm going to go find him. Like, my family is just so chill that they're like, oh, we'll take care of it. Like, if he comes around, but like. We're not going to go out of our way to let it waste any more of our life. So, yeah, they're wonderful, and I love my family. Is he trying to silence you? Ooh, bitch, I wish. <laughs> no, he's not. And, I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed this throughout the podcast episodes, but, like, nothing that I'm doing or saying is out of malice. There's no part of any of this that is intended to be malicious. This is about me telling literally my life story. It's my life story from 
my brain and my true experiences. Um, I actually haven't seen him post anything public about anything that I'm doing, whether it's the podcast or the social media or nothing. And the last thing that he said about me on his social media was like a picture, like a selfie of him where he called himself like the most handsome and successful and charming and loving man. Um, right after he announced that he, he is divorcing me. Like it was some fucking PSA announcement that everybody couldn't wait to hear. Um, yeah. You'd think that if anything I were saying was untrue, that someone would try and make it stop. But it's all true. So I think that that's kind of where we're at with that. But like, I wish a motherfucker would. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you can't silence me. We live in America. And do you know what the number one defense to defamation is? The truth. Not defamatory if it's factual. Was he at least able to satisfy you sexually, thoroughly, or that was lacking as well? No, you know what? We actually had really good sex. I'm not going to lie. It was good. Um, we had a lot of sex. We had sex like twice a day. I, I like always mention that because I think that that's crazy. I, I think when I first met him, he was like, oh yeah, like I have a high sex drive. And then like towards the end, I feel like two times a day, I was like, okay, yeah, like let's go again. I don't know what happened over the course of like meeting him and then towards the end of our relationship, but I felt like I was the one with the higher sex drive at the end. Maybe I'm just sitting here in my prime. I don't know, but it was, it was good. I feel like, cause you know, there's like, there's just sex and then there's like, mm-hmm, sex. It was always, mm-hmm, like, it was always fantastic. And I think to, like, elaborate that on that a little bit, too, that's really something, not like the act of sex. That's not like, oh, I stayed for the dick. No. The, how I felt about us and our strength and our unity, I guess, as a couple, as a husband and wife, if it was like dwindling and I didn't feel very confident or safe or anything in our, in our relationship, when we had sex, that was, it strengthened it all again. Like we were like back on track. At least I thought that we were, that's how it felt for me. And maybe I have associated sex with love too much but I think kind of what I gather now is that I put way more emphasis on what a sexual exchange is for two people and because of his past he disassociated from anything that has to do with sex at a very young age so you know the realization that it probably wasn't everything that he said it was to him that's okay because it was great for me and I, I believe that all of the love that you put out there will come back with interest eventually so I'm not 
upset about um, giving myself in that way to him. But yeah, it was fucking good. It was good. I mean, maybe if it sucked, I would have left. Because, like, again, that was really, like, one of those areas that never, ever, ever sucked in our relationship. I don't know. That's a good thing to think about. I should talk about that with my counselor. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, are you into any BDSM? <laughs> well, I will say this. Remember in like episode one, when I found out, was that episode one, episode one or two, when I found out about Dick's online presence and about, um, his dom sub kind of alpha lifestyle. And I made reference to the fact that I was familiar with that lifestyle. I was, I was, I was a dom. Like, all of my friends, <laughs> especially in Arizona, not so much here in Illinois, but like they called me mommy for a reason. Um, and maybe that's, that's TMI, but I said that I was going to give it to you guys straight. Like, um, I think one of my first, like truly like BDSM experiences, I met this guy on a dating app, like literally on Tinder when it first came out. And we went on a date and he was like, oh my gosh, like, I just want to dress you up in nice clothes and I want you to wear like big gaudy jewelry and I want to call you mommy. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, and this is somebody who's my age. Like, it's not like an older person. Um, and like, I thought that that was weird. Right. And he's like, but no, I like, do you have a dog cage? And I was like, what? Why? And he's like, so. I want you to be in like real high heels and I want you to lock me in a dog cage and then take my credit card and go shopping and then come back and show me everything that you bought while you're walking me around on a dog leash. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's absolutely insane. But I totally did it. <laughs> so, uh, Being in that like mentality, and that was like when I was like 21 or 22, just for reference, guys. Being in like the BDSM space, it's like a very broad space. Like, there's so it's subject to interpretation. If you're talking about like, do I want to get tied up and whipped? No, fucking thank you. Like, I'm good. I, I'll maybe with my partner, I would tie them up and whip them, but like, I'm not. I'm not a submissive and I'm not like a sadist masochist. Like that's not my thing, but cute question. You guys got a little bit of secret there. That's awesome. I was thinking about sharing my own story. Are you planning on having other people not involved with Dick on? Yes, absolutely. I was going to make a joke there, like, who the fuck isn't he involved with, but, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, so I'm actually in talks with somebody right now that may, season two may just be her whole story, kind of like mine is, simply because it's just as fucked up and as crazy and convoluted, 
and like wild, but that's not confirmed. So if, if she doesn't take season two, then what we're going to do is we are going to open up the microphone for individual episodes, I guess, depending on the severity of, of the relationship trauma. So if you or like, if anybody's listening wants to share a story like mine, where, you know, maybe they were manipulated or in a relationship with a narcissist or a sociopath or psychopath, whatever, um, experience any type of abuse, like physical people, you know, a lot of people don't want to admit that that happened. And like, I completely get that you have the full option to be anonymous or named. We will work with you, but it's all about healing. So The answer to your question is yes. Did you ever, what, did you ever turn you off? Okay, did it ever turn you off how much Dick talked about his looks? I've noticed throughout your podcast, his looks are brought up a lot. Honestly, gave me major ick. He's not that great, honestly. <laughs> Whoever wrote this, this is, I love you. This is great. So he literally thinks he's like God, guys. So... I don't, we wouldn't just be like sitting at the dinner table, which we actually never had one of those. We always had to eat at the island. We never sitting down for dinner and he would be like, oh, wow, I'm so handsome. He wouldn't say that stuff like directly to me, but he would post about it on his Instagram stories, you know, like I'm so handsome and the most fabulous. And that gave me, like, I'm like, like, because I, Truly, I'm like, yeah, you're attractive. But like when you call yourself handsome, like there's something wrong there. I don't I don't really know what it is about it, but I'm just like, eh. And you know, now that I don't give a fuck if he's self-conscious about what I say, but like, bro, you take steroids and if you stop, your T levels are so low and if you stop the anti-estrogen pills, like you'd be fat. So the abs are fake and your whole body is manufactured. Two, you have fake teeth. Your teeth were fine before. And then like, I don't know, just the, like the hair stuff. Like I don't, thinning hair and like putting spray paint in it to make it look thick and the fake tan, all of like the fake designer shit that he has to make himself look like he has wealth. Um, that gives me the ick. It gives me the ick that somebody that is so fucking fake can walk around and shit on other people and judge them and like literally degrade them verbally when everything about them is fucking fake. So that's what gives me the ick. Why wasn't it a turnoff that he was basically gay? Oh, you guys. What does ba- Okay. I'm sassy. What does basically gay mean, please? I would, I would love for somebody to, to comment on this podcast. <clears throat> Let me just explain this to you. I'm going to say it for like the 10th time, okay? I'm a woman. He is a man. Sometimes I would walk past him 
enclose and his dick would get hard. Our sex life was very, very healthy. I could see the search history of his porn searches, you guys. Like, he wasn't watching men. He was watching big titty milfs. Legit, brunette big titty milfs all the time. So, like, just because somebody chooses something as their profession, optically, I don't think that we can make judgment on their sexual orientation. Now, that being said, knowing what I know now about optics versus actual occurrences, I still wouldn't say, I still, I still don't I feel comfortable ever saying that he's gay. It's not, again, someone's sexuality is not a subject to interpretation. So, um... It wasn't a turn off because I don't believe that he is. And I feel like the super like masculine vibes coming from this question. So, oh, and one thing that I do want to say too, because I am, I'm just telling the truth. I think that it's so fucking crazy that there have been multiple people that have said, oh, why, how didn't you know that he was gay? when he opened his mouth and talked to you for the first time. What about a lisp means that someone's gay? Like, I don't, like, it makes me feel defensive of him, honestly, when I don't want to be at all, when people are overly, weirdly, inaccurately stereotypical about stuff like that. Like, stop being ignorant, I guess, is all I'm saying. Like. I, there's not, I've been through the worst of the worst, you guys, and I love you all, like, so much. The last thing I want to hear is how gay you think my husband is, because I don't know if you can't tell or not, but I really fucking loved him, like, for real. I basically, like, lost my whole entire self loving him so yeah i would just think a little bit more before you guys ask some questions not that it uh, like offends me at all i'll answer them all day but like yeah just like five seconds of thinking before you hit send this is gonna make you so much fucking money brilliant idea oh thank you hype squad do you feel like you were too wrapped up in his looks that you bypassed all the red flags? There seems to be a lot from the very start that you chose to accept about him. I truthfully thought he was very handsome. But Dick is not my type. <laughs> um, he had beautiful eyes that were like yellow. And brown and green and blue. And his voice, when he sings, is amazing. So when you take those two things, which are really like my favorite qualities of a guy, um, 
And then you throw on some abs and some great quads and like that booty. It's like, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is that like I it's not like high on my checklist. I don't even have one, but it's like not a fucking priority for the person that I'm with to be a bodybuilder, to have abs, to have fucking biceps like it. Like, no, not at all. Do I think that it is attractive? Yes. Do I maybe prefer it now because of him more than I did before? Sure. But I'll still take like a built like buff dad bod like lumberjack all day. I'm not I'm not into skinny guys, but um I'll take muscle or bear. <laughs> Basically. And again, I just he he was not my type. It was about the inside of him for me. And the person that I met initially was like the perfect person for me. And I got to see less and less of him as time went on. But that's how the story goes. The red flags to me, I'm not going to lie. It, so the rest of this question says, there seems to be a lot from the very start that you chose to accept about him. And like the word accept is very key here. Why wouldn't I be accepting of of something that somebody is vulnerable and tells me about. Like if we're sitting across from each other at a table and we're just like, you know what? We're going to put all of our shit out here and we lay it all out there. We're trusting each other to do that, right? So why would then I say, oh, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's too much for me. I'm going to, I'm going to head out. No, that's not the deal. Like that wasn't the deal for me. Um, and I think that I put myself because I had, uh, some similarities with backstory, uh, to him I put myself in his position because there was a lot of times growing up where there was things about me on the internet that really, really devastated me as a, a young person. And then I think about what's on the internet about him and how he's been able to just, he's like, yeah, you know what? It is what it is out there, but like, this is who I am. And he seemed, like I said before, like had a strong conviction. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't a red flag to me. It was a an event or an occurrence that happened in his past that he shared with me, and I accepted about him. So, yeah. I was told people are crushing on you. Thank you. Why continue with the wedding when Dick is showing slash telling you he's having a mental health crisis? Good question. So I feel like the entire time that I've known him, he's been having a mental health crisis. 
And only sometimes is it communicated to me. Right before the wedding was one of those times when it was communicated to me. And, you know, the way episode three ends, it ends with us having this serious conversation about, you know, he he left, but now he's back. And, and what are we going to do different? And the first thing that came up was work and finances. And I I remember this moment so vividly because for months, he was like a shell of a person. And he was trying so hard, like, come on, baby, like, fucking punch him in the shoulder, like, let's go do something fun, whatever. He just really wasn't, like, the light wasn't there, you know? And I remember after having the conversation about restarting the OnlyFans and, and making it a legitimate business, he let out the biggest fucking sigh I ever heard. And he just, like, looked down and hands on his hips and he's just shaking his head and I'm like, what? And he's like, you never asked me not to do it. This whole time I have been so sad and so depressed because I can't afford to pay for anything or fund our life or, you know, support us. And it was all my fault. And, you know, that's also like a, a recurring theme that you guys will hear throughout the story. But his mental health is tied up in his ability to make and maintain money. So if he wins a big, you know, $14,000 parlay on the way to Vegas, that's the happiest dude you've ever met. But when he gets a lot of money, he starts spending a lot of money. He doesn't, you know, keep doing $50 bets when he's got 14 grand in the bank. He's doing $5,000 bets. Maybe not parlays, but, you know, like, so a mental health crisis to me with him was so fluid. And I looked him in his face and, you know, there's been multiple times where I mean, you need to go therapy, you need to go therapy. Is I, we had insurance, but he never would go. And um, that made me upset because I think that maybe if he did, it would be beneficial to him in some way and not to me, but it, to him. However, like, I don't know. At the end of the day, like, he married me. I married him. We married each other. And it was what we wanted to do. On that day, there was nobody holding a gun to either one of our heads. And we both had the autonomy to say no and get the fuck out of there, but we didn't. So that's why. How could you marry a man who shows his butthole online to other men? Ah, I literally feel like I know who this question is from just based off of how it's worded. Um, Pretty simply, like, I don't give a fuck, you guys. Like, I I don't. Like, okay, that's what he does. To me, that wasn't the person who he was. That was just what he did. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's unfortunate that it's really, really out there. But, um, I... I wasn't 
I didn't care. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's a nice butt. I like it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's weird, but I think that there's a little, I don't know what the word is. I just feel like there's like too much emphasis on how it's so great and cool to be a woman in sex work and like there's so many people that like empower. Oh yeah, it's your body. Do what you want. But like the minute that it's a guy, then no. Like they, like do you guys really think that there are women online that pay for men's OnlyFans? These almost, almost doesn't exist. Like there's a very small percentage of like viewers and and subscribers for men that are women. But if you know a guy. Like, I'm just going to tell you guys. Here's a little PSA for you guys. If you know a guy who has an OnlyFans, one million percent, more than half of his subscribing client base are men. Whether those men are gay or uh, bi or straight and they're just looking for some, like, DL fun. I, I do not know. But... Men sell to men in sex work, unless it's direct escorting, then there's a lot more women who are clients, but yeah. I was just like, hey, you do you. Be good to me, but you do you. So like, that's, that's kind of where I fucked up because I should have, like when he wasn't good to me, been like you and your online butthole can fuck off, but I didn't. So shame on me. I know that when you're in it, you're in it, but how did you not kick him to the curb after he stole your first paycheck, abandoned you to go to Miami for your birthday gift, among other times, and then repeatedly lie to your face over and over, contradicting his morals, sexuality, and addictions? All right, I'm going to take these one by one. I almost fucking kicked him to the curb after he stole my paycheck. I do think that he paid me back relatively quickly, which does... Is, inexcusable, but that probably was why I didn't let that one bother me so much. Abandon you to go to Miami for your birthday. Okay. So that one really fucking set me off. And like, once you guys meet the Florida girl, you're just going to hate him so much more. But I think that he told me it was a birthday gift. Like, I don't even know why he did that. It wasn't a birthday gift. I didn't have, a, there was no ticket for me. So that was just fucking vindictive and cruel. It really was. I wish that I would have flown there and just like, I don't know. No, it wouldn't have been good if I would have flown there, but. Um, repeatedly lie to your face over and over. So truthfully, with like the lying stuff, if he lied directly to my face, which did not happen often, like, and I'm saying this like when I was going through it. I would say, you're fucking lying. Now tell me the truth. And he would tell me the truth. There weren't times that he lied and he like maintained that lie like to my face. Like blah, blah, blah. The only one, like 
I guess now in hindsight, there are because I know so much more about actually what was going on behind the scenes. But what he was telling me was also the truth. It was just partial. So, um, contradicting on the morals. Yeah, that's a crazy one. Like the church and I asked him a few times, really, I'm like, why are we Mormon? But you want to pursue your career in sex work. And I think that the conversation we ended up having about it was like, God knows me. And it doesn't matter if I'm Catholic, Mormon, Lutheran, Muslim, whatever. Like, I know God and God knows me. And I know that I'm going to heaven. So, yeah, spirituality is a, is a whole thing for me because it's just really, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I have started praying again, so that's good. Sexuality, we talked about that. And addictions. <sighs> I tried to make him see the addiction to fast money all the time. I really did. As far as the gambling addiction goes, I had told him and offered to pay for help for that. Like, the thing to me, you guys, was at, at the point that we're at right now in the story, I was all in. Like, not just mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Like, I had no money left. And I, like, I, I had nothing. And I invested everything that I had into this person and in, into his potential, which is something that you shouldn't do, but into his potential. So I, yeah, I was scared. I was scared. I was terrified. I was lonely. I was fucking depressed, you guys. <laughs> I was so depressed that I'm just so thankful for my dogs. Because without them, maybe I wouldn't be here. Is it easier now, being on the outside, to look back in and see what you should have done and things you shouldn't have ignored being blinded by love? Yes, absolutely. The short answer to that is yes. It's interesting the term blinded by love because I know that that's what it what it it might be, you know, and and definitely what it seems and what it looks like. Um but it makes me think about there was I don't remember the guy's name, but there was a guy who was interviewing Shia LeBeau and Shia LeBeau was talking about this time when he was in rehab and, you know, they were supposed to have family meetings and none of his family showed up for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And then finally one week, his girlfriend or his wife was, you know, on the screen for, for the Zoom call and he said that the way he felt seeing his person who he had literally like beaten up, stole from, degraded, like this person was there for him when he didn't deserve anything. The way that he explained that that made him feel 
I guess maybe was how I wanted to make Dick feel because how he described his interpersonal relationships, not interpersonal, his personal relationships with his family, friends, whatever, is that none of them could give two shits about if he was alive or dead. And I just wanted him to know that he always had someone in his corner and that he had a home and that he was loved because I don't think that he believed that he was lovable I don't know how to explain that better but yeah just me being stupid oh I think that that's the end of the questions yeah so we're at like 58 minutes I think that that's really great I Honestly, I appreciate all of y'all's questions, and we will do this again, but maybe a little bit different. I have so many journals and things that I have written, and even things that both of uh, me and him have written together that I think I want to read some of this stuff uh, in chronological order to you guys. So I'm going to start looking for that, but be on the lookout for more surprise episodes, and... How many days do we have? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Four days until episode four comes out. Thanks for being awesome. And remember to review and share. Here's another one. What about the males in your family? Do they want to ring tie his ass? Oh my gosh. Um, sorry. Getting dry mouth from talking so much. It's funny because my dad is like the most gun toting Republican that you've ever met. Like, has. AK-12s, like everything.